Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. No top 25 teams were in action here on Wednesday in the college troops. Lower seeds in the conference tournaments. Um, you know, so we had a couple of uh, exciting games, uh, including the uh, Virginia Tech buzzer beater over Clemson and uh, Butler as a six and a half point dog upsetting Xavier in overtime, 89-82. Moving our attention to the NBA where there were several spots that I absolutely loved and some that uh, did not come through. The Celtics were a game that we talked about last night. How great have the Celtics been? Since the calendar flipped, to 2022, there's been no team better in the NBA. Their defensive rating is incredible. Their net rating, incredible. They have uh, a winning record against teams above 500, winning record against teams in the playoff picture. They, they, they've they just been on an incredible tear. And I don't know what the main contributing factor was, but it could just be that it took a while for this team to buy into Ime Udoka's system. Or there was a players-only meeting earlier, and that should have been like our indication that maybe this team was about to turn it around, that we could ride this streak. But they have been on such an incredible run. It's, it's what, 17 out of 20, something like that. It's just they're 40 and 27, 
and they are a threat to climb up the standings in the Eastern Conference. The odds are going to disappear on this team. Plus 850 now to win the Eastern Conference. Yesterday, plus 950. Now it's plus 850. It's only going to get shorter. They are the five seed, just a half game back of the Chicago Bulls, who snapped their losing streak, beating the Pistons 114-108. And the Pistons came into this game as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. And guess what happened? The Pistons lost by six. 114-108. Meaning, despite the loss, the Pistons are now 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine games. We talked about this as last night as really it was the only way you could play this game. As the Bulls were coming into this game, losers of five straight and five straight losses against the spread, and the Pistons were coming in, winners of six of their last eight, but eight and oh against the spread. And now make it nine and oh ATS uh, in their last nine games with the loss, but the cover against the Bulls. The Suns welcome back Devin Booker, 23 points. They beat the Heat, 111-90. The Bucks, 124-115 over the Hawks. The Lakers lose to the Rockets. And what did, what did I say? How embarrassing was it going to be if the Lakers lost to the Rockets? It's, (laughs) I don't know how much worse this Lakers season can get. And I'm telling you right now, the Lakers need to send a care package to the Portland Trailblazers. I tweeted this out earlier. If the Trailblazers had a pulse, the Lakers would be on the outside looking in of the playoffs. And I'm talking about the play-in tournament. The Lakers have been awful. They've lost six. They've lost eight of their last ten games. But Portland is not even showing up to games anymore. Portland loses... Once again, their sixth straight loss, this time 123 to 85. Portland missed 11 of its first 12 shots. I don't know how you do that unless you're trying to miss the basket. They trailed by 19 points. In the first quarter. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. They, eight players were inactive for Portland on Wednesday, including 
Damian Lillard, Nurkic, Simmons. They've been losing games. And it's it, the last six games, this six game losing streak has been so ugly. 132 95, they lose to the Warriors. 124 92 to the Nuggets. 120 to 90 against the Suns. 135 121. Hey, they were competitive against the Timberwolves. But then 124 81, 123 85. The spread in this game was 19 and a half. <laughs> we had an NBA game that was nine. We had a 19 and a half. This isn't college basketball. 19 and a half points. They don't cover. The other night, 13 and a half. They don't cover. It's. What, what are you going to make the spread in the next game? Or the next time they play a team that's as good as a team like the Jazz? What, are you going to make them 23-point underdogs? This is just, you want to talk about embarrassing. This team is disgusting. And the Lakers really, as I mentioned, should be sending them a care package. Because if Portland had any pulse whatsoever, the Lakers would be on the outside looking in. Portland is just three games back of the Lakers. But they've lost six straight games without even being somewhat competitive. So as much as the Lakers continue to lose, they're still okay. They're still going to be in a play-in game. Now, they're going to lose that play-in game, but hey, they'll be in the play-in game. The Pelicans lose to the Magic. I thought New Orleans was a team that was playing good basketball, probably a little get rejuvenated by the idea of Zion Williamson returning to the team, but nope. They let the 17-win Orlando Magic beat them. How about a money line parlay between the Magic and the Rockets? That would have been a fun one to play on uh, on Wednesday night. Heck, you could have even thrown the New York Knicks in there because the Knicks have won three straight games now. They blew out the Mavericks. The Knicks' last three games, blowing out the Clippers after being down by 20, Then they handle the Kings once again after being down by double digits. And then they blow out the Mavericks. 107-77. Now they got to play at Memphis. And is it crazy to back the Knicks? I think yes. But (laughs) what if this is the start of something special for a Knicks team that is three and a half games out of the 10 seed with about 15, 16 or so games left. Yeesh. And the Clippers, hey, they won. They beat the Wizards 115-109. Here's the schedule coming up on Thursday. Just two games. Nets, Sixers. Huge game. For me, taking the points with the Brooklyn Nets. I can see Philadelphia trying to force it a bit. James Harden trying to force it a bit. 
right? Stick it to the Nets. Hey, I wanted this trade. I'm going to show you why I wanted this trade. But the Nets on the road to me now are a team that I got to back every time. With Durant coming back from injury and Kyrie Irving playing, they put up 120 against the Celtics, but they lost. But still, Boston's been incredible. And the 120 against the Celtics, thats you should be happy about that considering how great the Celtics have been defensively. So they lose that game. Then they go to Charlotte, handle the Hornets. Kyrie scores 50. And now they go to Philly, and everyone's all in love with the Sixers because of the James Harden trade. Philly's going to be a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the points with the Nets. And then the nightcap, the Nuggets against the Warriors. Warriors are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Denver. I'm going to be on the Nuggets with the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Coming up next, we're going to get into a little hockey. Coming up, Minty Betts from Yahoo will join me coming up next. Talk about the action on the ice where my underdog play of the Canadians at plus 180. I actually got it at a better number at plus 195. Didn't come through, but that's okay. We still love hockey. This is the look ahead here on v Basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. With flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more, there's a flavor for everyone. Grab a five-hour energy today. That's a fun one. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome in now from Yahoo Sports. You follow her on Twitter. She's Minty Betts. Minty, what's going on? Thanks for joining us here on The Look Ahead. Of course. Hi, Scott. I'm really excited to be on with you today because I feel like you've had all my friends on and I feel like we've been silently following each other for a while. And a lot of the things that you tweet are things that I'm actually thinking. So I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Well, this is why we have to get you on because we have to bring things full circle in this gambling community, yeah. this sports betting community. And look, you are probably the only person that loves Igor Shesterkin as much as I do. And the other night when Alexander Georgiev's in net for the New York Rangers, it was an auto fade taking taking Minnesota and the over as well. Would you take a flyer on Igor, not just for the Vesna where he's a lock right now at minus 350 or something like that, but to win the Hart Trophy as the MVP of the NHL? 
Absolutely. And you know what's funny is a couple of days ago, Igor was um, six to one uh, for the Hart Trophy. And now I'm seeing him at plus 350. And I think it's crazy. And then also Connor McDavid got knocked down and Austin Matthews got bumped up uh, for the MVP. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Igor could totally win Hart Trophy and uh, the Vezina Trophy. Yeah, he's definitely going to win the Vezina. But the Hart will be something that I would take a look at. Rangers are playing the Blues here on Thursday. If Igor's in net... Do you like the Rangers as a short underdog in St. Louis? Uh, so I, I typically like to bet totals. And if, if Igor does start for the Rangers uh, tomorrow night, I actually am looking to the under. So although I'm not official yet, but I am seeing Georgiev uh, expected to get the start for New York. Uh, and it's night and day when he starts versus Igor. I, I definitely I don't think I'll be uh, betting this one. But uh, Bitters, on the other hand, not having too hot of a season uh, in his last three, he's been solid, but he's kind of all over the place uh, with an even strength save percentage of only 908. St. Louis is scoring the fourth most goals a game. They own the second highest shooting percentage, the second best power play percentage. Um, so if, if Shostrickin starts, he can neutralize the Blues here, and, and I think the under will hit. Uh, it is that kind of low at five and a half, six. It's like floating around there. But if uh, Alex gets the start, I like the over here a lot more. Yeah, I think that's probably the read there. St. Louis, uh, you know, they lost a couple of games here in a row. I actually backed them the other night against the Senators, and they lose 4-1 to to Ottawa. So, yeah, <laughs> that was not a good one here. What teams ha- have you been kind of focusing in on? You say you play a lot of totals. What teams have been scoring a lot for you that you've been keying in on? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, like, the Panthers, we know, are, like, the highest-scoring team. Um, but their totals are always so, so high. They're always six-and-a-half or seven, and it's so juiced. Um, so I try to avoid the Panthers here. Um, I, I like Calgary. I love betting Calgary overs. I love betting Senator team total unders. But lately, like you said, the Senators won the other night, so I can't really trust them anymore. Um, the Avs are a good one to take. Uh, and, and there's certain, like, goaltenders, too, that I just say just like Alexander Yoryev. Uh, Carl Vimelka of the Coyotes, I'll bet Arizona unders all day with that. Uh, or overs, I'm sorry, overs against Arizona all day. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of, you know, all the high-caliber teams will take the over. Do you find that playing a total uh, is, is a better way to attack a bad matchup than these heavy favorites? Because uh, what we've noticed this season is that the lines for these games have been really, really high, and it's just the book's way of adjusting to how much these favorites have dominated. You got Toronto minus 420 tomorrow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's actually why I kind of only bet totals is because some of the favorites are just too pricey for me. Um, and I guess you can kind of cut out the, I mean, cut down the price, uh, just betting them in regulation, but like, is it still really worth it? But yeah, I, I tend to stick to the total here because typically in hockey, the favorites do win and sometimes they'll get an upset with the senators or, or like Montreal or something. But I mean, it's so rare. Montreal's been been hot lately. I've been riding them and uh, yeah. did not come through. I got plus 190 on them here tonight in Vancouver, and uh, that was a no-go. It was a bust situation, but they'll probably win the next one when I'm not betting them. That's just the way it works, uh, as we know. Uh, what are you looking at on this card here for Thursday? Anything that you've circled so far? couple um i don't typically bet on our vegas golden knights here but i i did look at them they're playing the savers tomorrow night 
Um, the Knights are on their first game of a back-to-back, and in that situation, they're six and one straight up in their first of two games, uh, playing in Buffalo. And Sabers are not good at home, and just like not good in general. Three and fourteen straight up, their last seventeen at home. Vegas is eighth in expected goals for first in block shots. And although like Leonard isn't the greatest this season, I don't think he'll have an issue against Buffalo, who's scoring some of the fewest goals a game and recording some of the lowest shooting percentage. Um, defensively, they've got the sixth worst save percentage and are allowing the fourth most goals a game. I like Vegas in regulation. Uh, I also really like team total lately, and I think about betting the under uh, for the savers set at two and a half or higher, but hopefully it's not too cheap. Two and a half or higher. Okay. Uh, what if, any, What about teams that maybe if they're team total, have you been playing any team totals that are, because I've seen a lot of three and a halfs on the board, especially with like, you know, Toronto, you'll see probably three and a half tomorrow. Uh, You might see three and a half with the Panthers against the Flyers. So any, any opportunity to take those teams or does that number scare you a bit? You know what's up? Sometimes they can be four and a half. So I'm pretty scared of those teams. I mean, they know that like Toronto, Carolina, Calgary, um, Florida, they're all like high scoring teams and they set it so high, even higher than three and a half. So I don't typically bet the overs. I'll bet the opposing team unders, um, if anything. Oh, opposing team unders. Yeah, I kind of like that as well. Yeah. Uh, any other plays? We talked about Chesterkin with the future market, possibly for the Hart Trophy. Have you placed any futures? Are you looking at any teams that can make a run here in the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this morning, I actually just placed uh, the Rangers to win the Metropolitan at eight to one. I am so high on the Rangers now. Um, I, I also am thinking of placing them to win the Stanley Cup, but it's, it's just a long shot. I mean, it's a team I adore so much. Um, and it's just such a good mix of like youth and experienced players with a ton of depth who's backbone is Igor Shesterkin. So if like anything happens to him, it's like dead. Hmm. Um, but coach want lifted this team and exceeded expectations. And, and then you've got Panarin, Kreider and Zibanejad, a great two-way player, by the way, I, I think they, they beat good teams too. I mean, in the last two months, they've won against Florida, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, St. Louis. I mean, they're second in the metropolitan and I really like them in this spot. Um, I like them as a dark horse pick for the Stanley Cup, but but I definitely I feel pretty confident in them to win the Metropolitan. And that eight to one, I think there's so much value. Yeah, well, they're six points back of Carolina, but that's definitely eight to one. That is a good number on them to win the Metropolitan Division. I was thinking about taking them to win the Eastern Conference at eleven to one. Uh, I don't know about winning the Stanley cup and putting, you know, I think I'd like a higher number on that. Like if you could have given me like 30 to one, I'd take them to win the Stanley mm-hmm. cup. Uh, but at 11 to one to win the Eastern conference, the Eastern conference is so stacked right now, Minty, that I honestly think any team can come out of the Eastern conference. I'd also be looking at a team like Boston. That is going to be a wild card team that if they get hot, and especially with, uh, you know, the goaltender, uh, you know, Swayman uh, playing so well, they've actually got shorter odds than the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Swayman is playing very, very well. And and I don't hate you for that Boston pick, but I'm pretty square. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, if Tampa Bay won this again. They essentially have the same winning roster as years past. And Beth Leslie having another great year, um, I think second in the Atlantic, uh, but I, I mean, Tampa Bay, I think right now it's plus 750 to win the Stanley Cup, so I really like them as well, and, and to obviously take the Eastern Conference, too. 
Wow. Lightning striking three times in a row? Don't, what are the odds of, of that happening? <laughs> that would be uh, the natural hat trick of all natural hat tricks. Minty, appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with your NHL picks tomorrow and moving forward. And uh, we'll see about that Rangers goaltender situation to see which way we're going to play that game. That's right. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, Minty. There she is, Minty Betts. Check her stuff out, Yahoo Sportsbook. And, of course, uh, the MSG Network. Uh, you see her on the betting exchange uh, from time to time. Yeah, look, Rangers Blues... It should be a good goaltending matchup. I like the Rangers as a short underdog if Igor is in net, especially when you consider that St. Louis has lost four straight games. You would think playing at home against the Rangers, a playoff caliber team, this is the type of game that you refocus on. But these two teams played at Madison Square Garden about a week ago. The Rangers fell down early, came all the way back, won that game 5-3. to three. I think they do it again here in St. Louis. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on vSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, they'll analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern for free on vsin.com. You know the saying, if it's free, it's for me. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's the look ahead on vsin, the sports betting network. Uh, here on Wednesday, just a short two-game NHL slate, and it was very chalky. Both favorites won, both overs hit. Oilers beat the Capitals in overtime 4-3. Canucks with a 5-3 win over the Canadiens. And on Thursday, we got a full slate of exciting games. The Blackhawks are at the Bruins. Boston minus 280. Vegas at Buffalo. The Knights minus 220. The Leafs hosting the Coyotes. Toronto minus 420. We got Ottawa hosting the Kraken, the Senators minus 130, Minnesota minus 180 at the Red Wings, Panthers minus 400 against the Flyers, Winnipeg laying minus 120 at the Devils, the Avalanche minus 115 at the Hurricanes in what could be a Stanley Cup final preview. The Blue Jackets at the Islanders, New York minus 160, St. Louis minus 125 at home against the Rangers. Nashville laying minus 200 against the Ducks at home. Uh, the Lightning minus 120 in Calgary against the Flames. And L.A., the Kings, minus 210 at home against the Sharks. Two underdogs I like. Calgary at home against the Lightning. Rangers on the road against the Blues. That Calgary-Lightning game is going to be very tightly contested. Calgary has been one of the best teams in the NHL. Ever since, really, the second month of the season or so, they find themselves in first place in the Pacific Division. They're four points up on the Kings. 
They've won seven of their last 10 games. They have the second highest goal differential in the Western Conference, second only to the Colorado Avalanche. On the road this season, they're 18-10-2, so not a great record, still a winning record, Tampa, Tampa, but at home this year, they are 16-5-5. Five, and, five. and the Lightning, coming off of a uh, game in which they lose to the Jets 7-4, but surprising fashion, Tampa Bay is second place in the Atlantic, three points back of Florida for first place. Three points also back of Carolina for the top overall spot in the Eastern Conference. And four points, well, there's seven points, excuse me, back of Colorado for the President's Trophy. On the road this season, 18-8-2. They have also won seven of their last 10 games. This is a game that's going to be very close, very tightly contested. If you don't mind laying the juice or... If you want to find a parlay partner, taking the Flames plus a goal and a half to me seems like a good move. It's minus 225, so you'd have to find a parlay partner for it. And you could have the Rangers plus a goal and a half with the Flames plus a goal and a half, and you get those two dogs at plus 105. The Rangers bet to me is all about the goaltender. And that's been the story with this team all season. If Igor Shesterkin is in net, the Rangers are absolutely live in every game they play. And I would take them every time you get plus money. Especially when you consider that St. Louis has lost four straight games. But this could be a low-scoring, tightly contested game if you get a matchup with Vinny Uso and Igor Shesterkin two of the top goaltenders in the league this season. Shesterkin right now has a league-best 1.93 goals against average. Huso for St. Louis, 2.17, good for fifth-best in the NHL. Save percentage, Shesterkin has a league-best 9.42. Huso, second in the league in 9.30. So if it's not Bennington, and Bennington played the other night, so I would imagine he's not going to play in this game, Huso against Igor, there's no wonder the total's five and a half. But with a total of that low and with a game and an underdog as live as I think the Rangers are, taking the plus goal and a half seems to me like the bet because I do think that this game could be a 3-2 final at the most with a total of five and a half. So minus 235, minus 225, you're not going to lay that by itself. But to parlay it with something I do think is interesting. And taking a, a home underdog in the Calgary Flames, as good as they are, you get those two teams plus a goal and a half, plus 105. I like that play a lot, actually. Other teams, I mean, yeah, there are some favorites I like on the board. Uh, I do like the Bruins at home against the Blackhawks. They're minus 280. Uh, Vegas in Buffalo against the Sabres. I like that. Toronto at home against the Coyotes. You know, Part of me just wants to bet Arizona just at plus 310 for the principle of it. But 
Toronto's on a mission, and Austin Matthews is climbing up the MVP charts, and he's going to lead the league in goals and could actually have a 60-goal season, maybe. So you got to look at Austin Matthews, the way that he's playing. He's got 43 goals now on the season, 75 points. Uh, You know Toronto is definitely going to score couple of goals here against the Coyotes. I love Minnesota on the road at Detroit, although the Red Wings have been feisty this season. Uh, Avalanche and Hurricanes is a coin flip. I'm going to stay away from that game. Uh, Let's see. Um, That's pretty much it on the board. Devils, I'm not, you know, the the Jets, I'm not going to touch them against the Devils. The Panthers. Panthers are going to beat the Flyers. Panthers are minus 400. They're going to beat the Flyers. Flyers stink. Um... This game is probably going to be like a 4 nothing type game. So, you know, taking a look at this, maybe Panthers minus a goal and a half would be the way to go. And you get Panthers minus a goal and a half is minus 140. So not a crazy bet to bet it by itself. Panthers minus a goal and a half. I don't hate it because I don't see Philadelphia scoring and certainly not scoring enough to keep pace here with the Panthers. Uh, Philly is coming off of back-to-back wins, including a 2-1 win over the Golden Knights. They also beat the Blackhawks 4-3, but against uh, some good teams, they fall short. They lose to the Wild, lose 3-0 to the Oilers, 4-1 to the Blues, 4-3 to the Capitals, I mean, uh, to the Hurricanes, so covered the uh, goal-and-a-half line there, but... I would look to back the Panthers here as they probably, they know the standings just as much as everyone else does. And Tampa's breathing down their necks. With a Florida win and a potential Panthers loss, creates some separation now between them and Tampa for the Atlantic Division lead. Speaking of the divisions, I thought Minty brought up a good uh, pro, a good future bet, taking a look at the Rangers to win the Atlanta, uh, Metropolitan Division. They are 8-1 to one right now. They're six points back of Carolina. By comparison, the Penguins are also six points back of Carolina, yet they're 6-1 to one to win the division. Carolina is minus 500. In that Atlantic... As I mentioned, the Panthers are three points up on the Tampa Bay Lightning. In the Atlantic Division, the Panthers are minus 160. The Lightning are plus 190. And Toronto, who is five points out of the lead right now. So that's actually one less than what the Rangers are. Toronto is plus 700. So seven to one to win that division. Could Toronto get hot here down the stretch and make a run at the Atlantic Division? That'll be the question that you got to ask yourself. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So amongst all the exciting college basketball action, the, the big Nets and Sixers game that we're going to have here on Thursday. I'm going to be locked into some of these hockey underdogs because uh, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to play Rangers and the Flames plus a goal and a half, obviously with the Rangers contingent upon Igor Shesterkin in net. If it's Alexander Georgiev, well, you know the drill. You, you fade and you go over. 
So we go St. Louis and the over if it's if it's uh, Alexander Georgiev in net. But I don't think that's going to be the case here on Thursday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft the winning lineup in two free to play contests for your shot at a share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM now to join the action. Terms and conditions end. Other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In case you're wondering, I am singing the old Just For Men jingle in my head right now. As I do that read. Looks so natural, no one can tell. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Another MVP performance from the guy who is going to win the MVP award for the second consecutive season. And it's Nikola Jokic. People are going to go against him. People are going to say that it's uh, Joel Embiid and and he's going to win the award because of how great that he has been this year and what a performance that he has had. But... Mm, when you look at Jokic, especially in the advanced metrics, he has just dominated this season. He's actually having a better year than where he was last year when he won the MVP. Jokic this year is, let's see, in your basic stats... He's averaging 25.9 points per game. So he's right around, last year was 26.4. So he's a little less than that. Rebounds, pretty much the same. Assists, he's at, oh, rebounds, he's more. Rebounds, he's 13.8. Last year, it was 10.8. Assists, he's at, that's the same, 8.1, 8.3. Block percentage, is better this year than it was last year. Field goal percentage is, let's see, 5-7, better this year than it was last year. So, better field goal percentage, better rebounds, better blocks, similar points, a little less, and similar assists. In every advanced metric, he's dominating this season. He had 38 points as the Nuggets win. 38, 12, 38 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 blocks. It's his third straight game of 32 points and 12 rebounds. That's pretty good. And 
the Nuggets this season, as Stat Muse points out, which I think is a great point, they have the same amount of wins this season as the Sixers, the Mavericks, the Bulls, and the Celtics. And they are missing two of their top three players. Jokic last three games, 46 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. 32 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists. 38 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists. How is this guy not the MVP? Uh, With all due respect to Joel Embiid, it's Nikola Jokic. And how could you not place a future bet on the Denver Nuggets to win the Western Conference? The odds have now dropped down even further. They're plus 1,300. There was a time you could have gotten him a lot higher than that. But how could that not be your best bet? Suns are plus 160. You're not going to touch that. Warriors plus 190. No thanks. The Jazz plus 650. uh, Okay. Grizzlies plus 1100. Could be fun. Nuggets plus 1300. That's the only bet you can make here because... The potential of them to get Jamal Murray and and Michael Porter Jr. on the court to go with what they already have, what we're already seeing is a team that is capable right now without those two players of making a run in the Western Conference. They're 40 and 26 without two of their top three players. Just think about that. And that should matter as to why Jokic is the MVP over Joel Embiid. And I actually think that the addition of James Harden hurts Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy because now he's got a second star on the team. Kind of lessens his importance. Denver's going to be a team to watch out for if they get those guys back, even if they don't get them back. I think Denver's the team to watch out for in the West, and Boston clearly the team to watch out for in the East. Now, the Brooklyn Nets. What do we expect from the Nets? Well, in two games so far, with Kevin Durant returning from injury and Kyrie Irving back in the lineup, or Kyrie Irving in the lineup on the road. The Brooklyn Nets lose to the Celtics, 126-120, which Jason Tatum had 54 points. And then they beat the Hornets, 132-121. The Hornets are a team that is in the play-in situation. The Nets are in the eighth spot right now, two and a half games back, of Toronto for the seven spot. Now, they're not going to climb up to the six. It would take a nice run by them combined with the collapse by the Cavs in order for them to make up the five games, five and a half games that they're back. But maybe it's better. And this is something that we floated around earlier this year. Maybe it's better for the Brooklyn Nets to not climb up the standings. 
to be the road team in the play-in game. Because then you get your team at full strength. Well, we don't know what their team at full strength is going to be like until we see Ben Simmons on the floor. But with Kyrie and Durant, it's as good as you're going to get right now. So maybe it's best for the Brooklyn Nets if they don't catch up to the Raptors. If they stay at that eight spot. You see, staying in that eight spot's important. What they don't want to do is fall to nine. See, that's not going to work out for them. If you go to eight, if you go to if you stay at eight, you are in pretty good standings here. Because you will play with two chances, first of all, to get into the playoffs. Because the way the play-in tournament goes is the 7-8 play each other and the 9-10 play each other. The winner of the 7-8 is your 7 seed. The loser of the 7-8 plays against the winner of 9-10 for the 8 seed. So if the Nets are 7 and eight, seven or 8, they're good. you got two chances to get into the playoffs. But if they're the 8, that means that they're on the road. They play in Toronto. Which actually is probably not good for them because I think Toronto, I don't know about Toronto's vaccine mandate. I think it was lifted. So I think Kyrie actually can now play in Toronto. Like there wasn't he wasn't allowed to earlier this season. So it's all it's all the whole thing's messed up. And I don't know because New York City lifted the mandates, but it still has something to do with the employees. And it's it's so weird. Like he can go to the games, but he can't play. Uh it's very, very strange. Um, so he says that, I guess, the mayor's on his side when it comes to returning as he's continuing to roll back the, um, the mandates. Like Kyrie said, quote, shout out Eric Adams, man. It's not an easy job to be the mayor of New York City. And with COVID looming, the vaccination mandates, everything going on in our world with this war in the Ukraine and everybody feeling it across America, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes right now trying to delegate whether or not one basketball player can come and play at home. I appreciate his comments and his stance. He knows where I stand, end quote. So hopefully everything for the net's sake, things get tweaked a little bit, and Kyrie gets back on the floor. Mayor Eric Adams uh, said, quote, listen, I want Kyrie on the court, end quote. Let us see how it plays out. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Beeson. Thank you. Thank you.